the morning sickness relapse with uh, intern Jeremy. Want some skirt? <laughs> no. No? Is it is it the name of the soda or it's is it the everything. actual flavor it's of the soda? It's the name. It's the flavor. It's the packaging. It's just a, a big nope for you, huh? Oh, for God's sake! So many texts. <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. How's if it I got going? a call in the middle of this, I'm taking. You're it. just going to answer it. That's I am. I don't care. How's it going, Johnny? And I'll continue not only having that conversation and finish this podcast. That's because you're a professional. No, it's because I just I'm more interested in other people. <laughs> but I can still get through. That's how easy a conversation is here. Just I'll get through this. Okay, well that's good. Well, first off, let's let's fix that microphone and use it correctly. There we go. I always forget these are wrong. Yeah, Dom Bottom. That's his. Favorite. I know they're sideways mics. It's nobody. It's like the way gangsters shoot guns. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Microphones you talk into, not sideways. But anyway, here we are, and you've wasted enough of my day. <laughs> So uh, vacation was last week. You're back. How it's was it? Amazing vacation. Yes. And you you went and stayed at a resort the, the whole time. The Mountain Shadows, unbelievable. It's a great place. Free endorsement for me, right? No, no. Well, they can have a free endorsement all they want. Uh, I still paid uh, a good chunk of money to, to yeah use their your services. annual salary to be there for seven days, eight days. But man, oh man, was it great! Awesome. Menstruation vacations involved. So you know, the significant other. Doesn't have to be there. I had some time where I just said, look, I just need time alone. Sometimes that's necessary for human beings. I think that's very important. Was it necessary or is this part of your midlife crisis? Oh, the midlife crisis thing is it's been going on for a while. But I've been very introspective and self-aware. And sometimes when you're self-aware, you're like, I'm being unfair to other people. Uh, because it seems like I'm angry at them and I'm not, so I like to to, to move your yeah. remove yourself from the situation. You've never read "Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus," but if you had, you'd realize that the way men handle things is to crawl deep into caves all by themselves. Women usually want to talk things out, so a woman will sit at the edge of the cave waiting for you to come out, and when the man keeps going like ah, it drives him deeper, deeper in. Deeper, okay. So he's got to figure himself out. Then when he's ready, he'll come out and say something. So it's not like I was doing that, but I just sometimes when you're not alone a lot, and I'm not, you have to have time by yourself, and then you can really kind of refresh everything. And it is a lot of people don't understand that. Like alone time is very important. If you don't have any, you start getting a little crazy about the people that are around you. Like you start being a little resentful that your time can't be your own ever. Especially when you have kids. Kids are why. That's another reason I couldn't do it. I'm a basket case, so I couldn't do that. But it's it's weird because like my wife and kid are out of town this weekend. They yeah. left yesterday, and so like when they go to leave, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a break from you know right. dealing with the six year old all the time. And then I just find myself that I really just don't. He occupies my time when he's around. Right. So then you realize like, oh wow, like I really don't have anything. You don't know outside what to of, do with yeah. your time. Yeah. And that's dangerous because as you get older, this is the midlife crisis thing. I'm already you having st- it. I'm only 30. No, no, no. <laughs> st- it can't start. Complacency becomes your fear. Oh, and that's okay. the thing. So I'm like when I get complacent, I feel I'm failing. And so complacency becomes a real weird thing. So you're complacent. Then you realize when you're alone, oh, my God, I don't know what to do without that. Yeah. And then as you get older, you're like, I better figure that out. That's not always going to be, I can't rely on this. Yeah. So I better start figuring me out and stuff. So then you start, and that's why midlife crisis always has the, he bought a sports car. He got a 25 year old chippy. He's got this weird thing. He's wearing a toupee. Like all these things change because you feel like all your, all your past failures or opportunities that you let slide by will never come again. 
So yeah. any opportunity at all, you tend to be impulsive with. I never bought a sports car. I was always frugal. I was always, so it's always linked to that, but it's not necessarily that. It's your complacent mind, and your mind races all the time. And when you're complacent, you feel like I'm quitting. Oh, okay. Because you see time is no longer on your side. And is Megan understanding in this? Very, or is she yeah, kind of like, why are you look, gone for seven days? To, no, no, no. She, she was encouraging. It's, uh, you oh, get you out. become I mean, that insufferable. Get, well, she needs it. Well, <laughs> it wasn't insufferable. It's just weird. Like, I admit it. It's like I'm just kind of in this weird Zen state of constant thought. Yeah. And I'm kind of just not present. Yeah. So it's it's an odd place. It's an odd thing. And I don't want to be the weirdo that does impulsive stuff. I'm like, why do I feel like I want to be impulsive? I don't feel like I've failed. But the more success you have, the higher your bar gets. And then so you start looking you at You always things. have to try to meet that well, bar. Well, yeah, and the future's like going to be like, man, it's going to be hard to sustain anything to a standard. Can I do it? And then you start if depressing yourself. If I keep yourself. upping stuff. Yeah, you keep yeah. De- why, why can't I just be satisfied with this? Why can't complacency be okay? And then you're like, oh, now we're deep. Oh, then, yeah, you're getting then, into therapy Because then you're talk. in an argument with yourself about comfort. Yeah. Like your complacency being failure for your first 47 years has to adjust itself into comfort yeah. and acceptance. And I'm not at that. So what what is your thing? I, I don't see you as a toupee guy. You've you've no nope. long time ago you you came to grips with your baldness. I have too. Oh yeah, you have to. Uh, uh, Eric has. Uh, Brady well, that's has the, not. the good thing about my baldness is I look better bald than I did with hair. Like I and that's not I'm that's by no means saying <laughs> I look good, Jeremy. You looked at me like I was crazy, but this is this is better. Yeah. Than hair. Yeah. A lot. Sadly, you have, you have the fast car. You have a Maserati. <laughs> So what's it's next? not that fast, and it's an SUV. Okay, so, so it's not is it going to be the sports car? car? No, no, no. You don't always do it. Who knows? But there's the the list of things. But for... the, you're 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 going to have to not It might not necessarily be a purchasing something, right. but I think that a something's changing event. Something's got to fill that void. You don't know, and that's the thing that that therapist said that's scary. It's like it usually lasts three or four years where your mind starts playing with you, and some people go into depressions. He said, "I don't see you doing that." He said, "But what I would say." is uh, just be mindful of your thoughts and don't don't react to them so quickly or emotionally. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then he said, because when you do, I'll tell you this, like 85% of the time nothing in your life works out when this is happening and you let it win. It's like having the devil on your shoulder constantly saying, you think you're something. You're you nothing. Think you, you, uh... Not only that, it's like, you, you don't, do you realize all the things you've missed out on? And you're about done here, man. So anybody shows interest in you, you better be interested back. Uh, you've done enough financially that you can go get yourself any. Nobody tells you what to do. Oh, you know, and then you get this weird it's kind like of a, having a bad hype man. It's a hype man. He's it trying is. to hype you yep. up to do sh- and it's the like, stuff dude, you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you haven't done anything. You need to go do stuff, and it's a, it's weird. But he did say that. He said when you let that start winning, eighty five percent of the time, your job fails. You, you, you like your marriage fails, your relationships start to fail, and you start falling out of this thing. And it's why people so quickly, like you'll see these, one of the common things with a midlife crisis, I'm learning all about it, so it's all fresh in my head. Yeah. So if there's a psychiatrist listening, he's like, this guy's <laughs> this loopier, is all wrong. He's loopier than he thinks he is. He has no idea, but this is where I'm taking this. Uh, is that? And it was funny because Jay Moore on today started talking about when he was 46 and his life just caved in. It was because his behavior patterns changed, and this, oh. and you start uh, Stern, Howard Stern, forty-seven years old. Yeah, uh, it just the only thing he felt good about was his job, and I can kind of relate it to that. Not that everything feels bad, but it's like I'm, I know this, and I know this is necessary and good. But uh, it's why people will wander off from 
super successful Dave Chappelle, super successful yeah. things. Just went to Africa. Just because it's like, I don't need to be responsible for all this anymore. Like there's too much being put on me by me, nobody else. Yeah. That you start placing it on yourself. I need to just walk away. Does and it? so so dudes will literally leave yeah. you know entire families. Super, well, yeah. Jobs, you'll walk everything. from your family, you'll walk from and sometimes it is better. Sometimes it's the right thing to do because you feel like everybody you're a burden to everybody and they're an anchor to you. But that's and it's dangerous. Not fair. No, that's dangerous because a second ago you're like the therapist told me I need to be mindful of my thoughts, but then you're like, but sometimes they're right. So then yeah. oh, you're having you're already having that discussion with yourself with the devil on your shoulder, but right. then you're having an internal struggle with him on a secondary level right. of like, wait, he might be right. But it's good it's good to be self aware enough to go, these aren't my normal thoughts. So I can kind of tell the difference between what's kinda a good one and what's being like why my why my drive has changed a little bit. I'm I'm super hyper aware of things. Yeah. But it's depressing because it's not like I'm a control weirdo, so it's like weird that my brain is now the one that's kind of failing me. That it's kind of saying, "Let's go over here. Let's do this over here." And like, I don't do that. Like, yeah, why like not? Never you've really never done it before. Give it a shot. You right. Like I mean, it. you you've passed on this so many times. So before you hurt, and that's the thing, I think with midlife stuff, before you fail or hurt people you care about, you just leave. Oh, there's it's an, like when a, it's like when a cat is sick and it goes and hides. Yes, there's an imp exactly. There's an impulse to just say, "I can't do this for you anymore," and it's very real. And you're like, "Nothing's wrong," but I can't see myself sitting here and having you resent me in years when, if something does go wrong, I'll know why. Yeah, so I would rather like, rip it off be, like a bandaid. I need now. to not blame you for things I've done. The other day I pulled this is a perfect example and I talked to a friend of mine who's about 50 and he's like, dude, I went through it. That's a perfect way. I drove up and I was about 25 minutes later than I said I was going to be. And before I went in the house, I made up a story. And I had done and nothing wrong. And you wrong. don't do that. You, no, I had done you, nothing wrong. Yeah. No need. But in my head, I'm like, this new side of me is like, oh, you're just going to get ear beat on this. Oh, you're, you say, you're, you know, you're thinking, you're, oh, Megan's going to rip Never happens. Yeah. Doesn't occur, but you're just going to get beat up. And why bother? Here, just say this happened. This happened. I mean, it literally came down to like, oh, I had to pull over and put air in my tire, and and I'm like, why? Yeah, like, like real. You're I, like, there's hmm, nothing. The chance of that happening. There's never. nothing <laughs> nefarious about what I did at all. Yeah, but I'm making something up because I just. But no one's ever done it to me. I was doing it to myself because in in a way I was saying, well, you're a disappointment. Why did you say you would be there 30 minutes ago and you're not? So you are a disappointment. So I put that on you, and then I blamed other people who hadn't. Didn't care. Yeah. And and you get weird about that shit. It's, you ever have your dad, like when he calls and he'll say something like, I'm going to be about 30 minutes late and I don't need to hear it. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't say anything. It's like this. The, he's, they, he's, he's on the defensive it's, already it's and there's him. nothing to be yeah, He's about. like upset that he's late and he's like, I don't want anybody to tell me I already know. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird thing. But yeah, you get you, the dudes wandering away from million dollar a year jobs. And you're like, what was that? And it's because they're like, I just can't, I don't want it anymore. I can't deal. I want my own freedom. I want my own me. Guys who do that in their middle of their life, and they start their own companies. They want to be their own boss. Like yeah. you just feel like you've been under someone's thumb the whole time that you feel like you blame other people for keeping you from your best you. Oh, okay. And it's really you. It's yeah, always you. It's all, it's all, it's just it's whatever you created. Yeah. And Megan's not the ear beating type if no. you stroll in 20 minutes late. She uh -uh. doesn't seem. Nope. Now the. No one in my life is. 
So we, we, we've established it's probably not going to be a car, and it's probably not going to be a toupee. Yeah. Does Megan have to worry about there being a young chippy? Always worry about that. <laughs> oh, she already but knew what that. she never has to worry about is a young chippy liking me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, safe, the safety net for her is, sure, would a young chippy come along, and if she shows interest, am I going to bang it? Sure. I'm going to be all over it. But it's never going to happen because DNA. Is that part of the allure? Was that part of the allure for her being with you? She's like, I, I, he's yeah, too ugly on. to have anybody interested. Yeah. This will be easy. <laughs> I tell her that. She says that's not true. I think that's she knows fact. it's true. Everybody I say, I say the same true. thing to my wife. I'm like, I out, oh, you, I out kicked my beyond coverage. out kicking your yeah. coverage. Uh, yeah, I've constantly out kicked my coverage. I've wondered what's wrong with every girl who's ever been interested in me. And then that makes you question them because you're like, there's got to be something what's wrong, wrong with, this with chick. them. And I'll talk, I've, every girl I've ever been with, I've always been like, you should be with that guy. I see a handsome person that wanders in. I'm like, that guy's for you. I'm a matchmaker for people who love for me. Your wife, yeah, for your wives? <laughs> yeah, for my wives, wives. For my multiple wives and girlfriends. Um, I've matchmaked. I'm like, that's why do you say that? I'm like, look at it. He's handsome. He's successful. That's I did all right. I'm like, mm-mm, something wrong with her. This bitch is crazy. Like, Are you blind? Yeah, you're nuts. <laughs> you're fun. That's no, Ryan Gosling. I'm and- really not that fun. I would tip my cap. Any any woman with me that leaves me yeah. for something, I'd be like, I assume that's better. Yeah. I don't even think I have emotions about it. You're like, I'm so I'm, prepared I'm surprised for it. that we made it this far without I'm you su- realizing you made a horrible mistake. You're surprised <laughs> every day they haven't realized it. Every day that anybody in my life that likes to touch my penis would ever <laughs> likes, say. Likes. That's, that's a strong word. Exactly. Why would they ever like it? <laughs> yeah. I Tolerate like it, it. But I'm the only, uh, that's the only one I've got. If I had a second penis, that I'd be like, I want that one. This one. There is, would be a favorite. Yeah. You, of course. Yeah. And so you've told stories of that uh, in Vegas where guys will see Megan, like you'll get up to go to the bathroom, you'll see her alone and buy her yeah. a drink and you're like, go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Mauricio is the, it's her biggest error in life. Yeah. She made a horrible mistake. Second biggest error. She didn't go with Maurizio. Has she, does place. she try to play matchmaker for you? No. Where she's like, that robust woman over there would probably like you. <laughs> no, I, I see that lady over there with a patch on her eye? <laughs> you stand on the right side, she's going to like you. She's like, to find the women that are going to like you, we need to leave the Aria, and we need to go to the off-the-strip casinos. <laughs> see, now, I have a friend of mine uh, whose wife like gets worried. Oh, like The waitress of it of a restaurant will come over and start talking to us and she, and gets she leaves like, and she won't get mad, but she'll be like, Oh, she wants you. And I'm like, what? She's a waitress. She has to like us. Yeah. And she's like, she's all over you. This is a go. And she just thinks her husband's constantly in demand. Now, I've known this guy forever. And you're like, he's not, he is not that great. <laughs> Handsome man. Good looking dude. But he's oh, please. It's not that, not, but it's her fear manifesting in somebody giving him extra attention. And she's oh. like, that's, they want to do it. It's, it's called customer service. I've never sat next to someone who's with me worried about that. Not and once. I watch it with them, and I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty nice. You're like, I wonder how that would feel. <laughs> I've never once had someone go, I don't want you talking to her. It's clear you two have chemistry. Like, D- it doesn't occur. Try it the next time you're out to dinner with Megan, and you have a female waitress. Just be like, when she leaves the table, be like, man, I was getting the vibe that she really wanted me. I've said it. Do you think Megan just start laughing? Uh, <laughs> not only that, the table behind us. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I've done that before too. I'm like, you know, I think she digs me. My wife's like, and she just starts laughing. She's You're like, the same as me. She could have you. No one. And she's wants like, you. try it. She's no like, and see if they'll take you. And no I'm like, happen. okay, that's true. It's the Kirby enthusiasm <laughs> episode when Larry told his wife he could get laid, and well, she's like, go ahead. She's like, like I've got a yeah. Go ahead. You're not going. Nobody's going to want to have sex with yeah. you. 
I'll show you. No, you won't. It's I'm true. Pretty, I'm pretty, pretty big deal. Nobody's going to want you. And we got a memo from uh, Larry McFeely. Someone's been chewing off their toenails in the studio. Uh, you know, I, you know. And, and was it this them. bad? Was it was it worse at the old building? We've well, had a couple booger instances wall. here. The booger wall at the old building building was terrible. I don't understand. Was I, it like eye level on the urinal in the bathroom? When you're peeing, if you ever pee and like you're drunk and you put your hand yeah. on the wall to balance, yeah, that's so where all the bugs are. Right there. Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, there were a ton of them. I, the reason I wanted a private bathroom because of that. is because of all the things that have gone wrong in bathrooms in my tenure at KUPD. So the booger wall was just unbelievably bad. The flooding of the urinal every time you flushed your crushed your fingers and it wasn't going to shoot out like the Bellagio, like it was a bidet. <laughs> so I hated that. Um, it wouldn't flush, so days old pee oh, just, just, would just sit and ferment. It's and just then stewing in On there. a Friday, you'd oh. leave, and you'd come in on Monday and have to pee at work, and all weekends pee, the mixture of all those. As soon as you hit it, the smell just uh, hits you. I didn't hit it. I just go outside and pee in the bushes like, like right. a classy Guadalupian. <laughs> That's right. And then we moved to this building, and the sewer rats took over, and we had rotten you know, munge butt that was in there for a while. Something's, yeah, that, we never quite figured it's that bad. out. It's been bad. A lot. Just a period. So the bathroom situation is awful. The fingernail and toenail on the floor thing, I just think is it's borderline the grossest person ever. Because yeah, everybody It's the ultimate hillbilly. It is. You can pick your fingernails and throw them on the ground or something, but not at work or at home. Yeah. Do it outside, uh clip them over a tr- garbage can, a yeah. sink, in a drain, do something, but come on. Like I've said, the grossest thing I'll do, I'll bite my fingernails, take it, and put it in a Coke can. Yeah. And sometimes oh, I'll leave no. that Coke can. And then you grab No, no, no. Oh. It's empty. But I know they're in there. And then there might be one straggling right around the rim. Yeah, but you're. it's- But it, it's my can. It, you're trying to contain it. I'm not putting it out for display. Yeah. Marcus was saying that he's like, he's like I'm desensitized to stuff like that. He's like, because I used to share an office with Mark. Oh, Randall. Randall. And he's like, Randall would just randomly just turn around, start clipping his nails onto the floor, and then turn right back around to his desk. Oh! And Marcus would be like, what are you doing? He's like, we got a cleaning clue. They'll take care of it. <laughs> well, evidently we don't, or there wouldn't be nails all over the ground in the first So place. my thing was, I told Larry, I was like, well, we have our first suspect. I mean, he has a history of Randall it. Randall has been exposed, and I didn't know this. Yeah, Marcus just, yeah. But where, they were found yesterday? Yeah, yes, apparently Because it's yesterday. Friday, taping this. Well, so uh, uh, at first we all assumed it was a weekend. Yeah. But he found it yesterday. So, so there was three days leading up. Brett or Shannon? It wasn't Shannon because I was in for Shannon Wednesday night because okay. his water heater blew up. I'm guessing Brett. He's got a long night. There's not a lot to do. But it's never been a problem. He's been here for 20 years. All of a sudden, Brett's just going to start chipping away at his fingernails. But Fitz was the first and only one that has replied to that email. And he Ooh. put, holy shit or something yeah, like that. Oh. So I'm like... Smelt it, you dealt it, buddy. Might like, have been a fit situation. Huh. So he's like, wow, well, this is really bad. I can't believe somebody would do that. It is gross. <laughs> and I, I've literally watched Larry disinfect an entire studio after I leave, and I'm a little insulted by it. And then I've watched Larry pick his nose and throw it away in the garbage. <laughs> so I don't know which is worse. It's like the worse. Seinfeld episode when uh, she goes to, tries to give the water to, Elaine tries to give the water to that lady she's working with, and she wipes the bottle oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then she takes a sip of the other co-workers right. without running. No she's problem. looking at it like, what? what? did I do? That's Larry. She's like, you're with me. a lot of guys. <laughs> Larry will clean all of the studio after we're in it, disinfect with bleach and stuff. Yeah. He and gets then out pick the his Clorox and wipes up. and yeah. he gets... It smells good and it's clean and it's... I like it, but... But yeah, the fingernail thing at the workplace... 
That's very odd. You're just a hillbilly. Just do it. It wasn't you. Let me see your nails. Are they're they not, trimmed? They're trimmed, but they're not. I don't and bite them. Mine are long. I don't so bite. It's not me. I don't bite my nails. I can't bite them. I have to use I nibble. clippers. You just nibble them. I bust. Yeah, it's bad. You don't swallow it, do you? That's gross. I have. There you go. Ruffage? I bite my toenails. I can get my feet to my mouth, and I can bite That's, my toenails. It seems worse, but your hands are probably dirtier, right? Great point. Probably. You're putting clean, if you're putting clean, yeah, your feet will get sweaty, but you're putting clean yeah, socks on. I bet you're right. I bet you my fingernails are 10 times worse than my but toenails. But the, the toes just seem grosser. Thinking about you, like, that's nasty. Both are bad. I think you're right. Feet are better than toes. But what would you rather find? A giant hanger of a talon toenail or just somebody's little index finger? Probably a little index finger. I don't, I Especially I want... if it looks like it's been chewed off. Oh. <laughs> There's that bite marks in it. Like, That's a talon. Just we got to find out who did it. And I don't know what the repercussions for that are. But Firing? Maybe. It would, it would be... Pretty sweet if a full time position opened up. Well, for for you. Oh, you're planting them. I see what's <laughs> oh, no, going it's on. Not me. I Test demand a DNA d- test. Tested for DNA. It All ain't right. mine. Same here. I think it's that damn shit. We need to do a DNA test on the fingernails. Let's do it. That's a good idea. We'll find out who it is. We'll swab everybody in here and find out who we'll those nails just, are. I tell Larry to send out an email saying, hey, you know what? We, we're tripping once, once he's tested. Then we'll find out who it is. I'm doing that. Because, we're going to DNA test those. Because we're going to find out. It's got, I mean, that's weird. And then somebody was like, well, we had all those ghouls in here the other day on Wednesday. For Godsmack? For Godsmack. Not under the console in the studio? No, he found them by the couch. Oh. Most of them were by the couch, and then one was over by the console. So that could have been a rogue one that went flying. Hmm. I didn't know that. But I know Vela. But it changes see, he's, everything. But he's a, he's a weekender, so this it might not be. But I know Vela. When he comes in, he makes himself at home. He shuts all the blinds, takes his shoes off, shuts the door. I mean, the dude is one that step away from just getting really changes everything. What, that it was by the couch? That was by the couch. Yeah. Could have been. I mean, I don't. They should have learned their lesson about letting ghouls in here once we moved to the new building. Yeah, in the new. You don't put them in the studio. Mm-hmm. They can't be inside. They were in there. Fitz let them in. Fitz They're outside in. ghouls. So it's on Fitz. If it was one of them, it's on Fitz for not wrangling his listeners when they're What in kind of meet- person does that? At a, they're a guest in a new situation, and they bite their nails and spit them on the floor? They're like, hang on, Sully. I'll, I'll stand up and shake your hand. Let me just finish, finish getting this toenail off. What if it's Sully? That is kind of a power move, you know? The Godsmack guys. And he's got a... He's I got dropped a sh- all my uh, nails over there. Yeah. Mm. I, uh... Um, why I'm does he a, sound uh, like JFK? Because they're from Boston. Or, uh, I uh, <laughs> trimmed off all my uh, nails there and I uh, left them on the ground. Go Patriots. <laughs> Go Patriots. And then we're talking about if you get a, a disease. I would like to hear them those? sing that in the Boston accent. I, uh, I uh, stand alone. Oh. <laughs> they add R's. Yeah, to everything. To everything. Inside your eye. Yeah, idea. Yeah. They always say. I'm Iqbalina. See, you should have done the interview with him because then you could have told him, like, I need to hear the accent a little bit I more. I had a songs. bet with Sully about the Patriots and Giants Super Bowl a few years ago, and he never paid me, so. Ooh, uh-oh. Well, how much cash each we talking I remember. About? I don't remember. I just remember he said it never happened. He never made the bet. And you did? And we had it on tape, and he denied it. And even after pulling the tape, he's like, that's and not And then me. he said something very Bostonian, like, uh, pull that tape. I don't care, kid. Oh, and, and like, then you're oh, like, he ain't going to pay me. He ain't going to pay me. There's a waste of time. <laughs> and then diseases that... Or new and could get named after you said you want to die oh, from yeah. something that's. I want to die from John Holmberg. Yeah, what is it? What do you imagine John Holmberg being? You, and you've um, always said that you're going to die. You won't go to the hospital yeah. for anything rectal, right? Like if you're having booty yeah. hole problems. Um, I think naming something after 
Like priapism to a new level being named the John Holmberg would be great. <laughs> and you die from that? Yeah. My dick literally got so hard it blew up. Oh. <laughs> and that's called the John Holmberg. But that guy blew his up with the silicone injections. Yeah, but this blows up. Oh, so just you're from talking natural, about natural, like it's just too much swelling. excitement, too much swelling. And oh, it's you're not too, so big. Oh, you're too hard. Yeah, it's too hard, and your body <laughs> shuts down. Because it just of it. blows. <laughs> All my blood goes to my dick. It's called the John Holmberg. So it's like on Chappelle when his head blew up, when mm -hmm. the guy's head blew up. Yeah. It's just that you're it's, just standing yeah, there. Yeah, you're just standing. You're like, oh man, I'm so excited. And you're like, ooh, I'm getting dizzy. Oh no! And all your blood ends up in your dick, <laughs> and, it and it just turns into this like grocery sack of blood, and then just <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> the John Holmberg, and he died of it. it. He died of John Holmberg. What's that? It's when your dick just gets so excited it blows up. Wow! I all mean, blood you, in your body. You, but you'd up. be honored for that to be the thing. Huge. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it to be some tumor. <laughs> Drags life out for months and ends. Oh, yeah, it's gross. Well, hopefully, I hope that you your dream is realized one day. Man, it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then, did you guys, I had to leave early yesterday. You guys were, did you ever get a discount for the guy for no. this vasectomy? The rule is that insurance costs for a vasectomy are no it's, matter, it's, it's one straight across right, the board. Yeah. And when I said to him, what if I had three balls, you would charge extra? What did he say now? And he started laughing, and he heard, well... And then his excuse was, well, I've done this for years and years. I've never seen someone with three balls. I'm like, all right, but still, that's not saying you wouldn't. So it's not a flat fee vasectomy. It's just we ain't going backwards. We're just... Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we don't go the other way. We start here, and we finish here. The, the minimum price is going to be whatever it is. And if there's any extra work, it's added on. But if there's less work than normal, it's still the minimum. You will yeah, pay. Which, as a customer, sucks because as a right. customer, it should be lower. But as a businessman, makes sense. I've got one ball. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to pay full price. That's half of a second. It's like if um, you're missing a leg, I think I should be able to just buy one shoe. See, I don't know. I've always wondered that. Like the shoe people, but they always have a prosthetic. And I think the prosthetic people and Nike are in it together because instead of just teaching people to hop like we do dogs, we give them another foot to put a shoe on. Yeah. So I kind of want like a wheelie thing like those dogs. I would rather have a wheel. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, if you have one leg, it should be cheaper. Yeah, but they, you have to buy the pair. What but if you, you have three legs, they're going to make you buy two pairs. They make you buy two and you have an extra shoe. It's, Speaking it's of shoes, garbage. yesterday you were wearing- Two days ago. Two, two days ago? Two, two different days shoes? Two days ago, two rights. And you didn't, you didn't notice? You're that well, out of it in the morning? Of course I noticed, but I put my shoes in my car. I put my shoes on when I get here. So oh, so you I grabbed, grabbed my shoes, ones. and I had a pair of dark black shoes and some charcoal gray shoes next to each other. And it's dark. So they were. And Jack Ham, my dog, is now moving shoes around. So there were two shoes next to each other. I thought, well, they're a pair. And I grabbed them, scooped them up, grabbed my keys, walked to the car, fired it up, drove over here. I always drive with no shoes on, and went to put my shoes on. They were both rights. I think it's illegal to drive without shoes. No, on. it's not. I was Are in you a. Sure? Uh, yep, I was in a. Uh, um, a class for tickets once a long time ago. Oh, so it's like a, it's one of those old wives tales. Told the officer, I'm like, I was driving without shoes, and he goes, "That's not a. Don't worry about it. It's no, not a thing." I'm like, it's really? kind of like the light on. I was always told as a kid, it's elite. You, you, you're, it's you cannot have if it's dark out at night and you're driving, you can't have your interior the lights? interior light on. Hmm. It's illegal because it 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 uh, you well, know obstructs if it's bright in there indoor, yeah, because but it's not back. it's it's not illegal. Yeah, it reflects in, inside. I don't think it would be illegal. It's just hard to drive with that. My dad used to lose his mind when we'd turn interior lights yeah, on. Yeah, my parents, so, and my parents would tell me, it's, we're going to get pulled over. Don't do that. Yeah. Stop turning it on. I don't think you get pulled over for it, but it definitely changes 
your vision. Yeah, it makes it harder to see, but it, I always thought it was illegal. It's supposed it's to be not. dark in your car at night so you can see out. Outside better, yeah. I learned that from a girl named Denise Vasquez because uh, she used to try to show me her boobs in her window at her house in seventh grade. She had huge boobs for seventh grade. Oh, huge. since it was so bright, you so didn't see. So it was bright see- behind her. Uh, you could see, but lights out, I couldn't. So she could see out when the lights were out, and I could see in when the lights were on. So it just never matched And it up. taught me that. Like, oh, if it's dark, she's not going to be there. But when the lights were on, I'm like, I can watch Denise's boobs. And if she sees me, but the lights were on, so she couldn't see when I was outside waiting for her to shove her cans in the window. So she would tell me, I'm going to go in my room right now. I'm like, okay. And then she'd go in. When the lights were on, she couldn't see me. And then she'd take off her shirt. And show her boobs in the window, and I'd be outside. No one inside could see me because the lights were on, but everybody outside could see me. Could All see the neighbors could see. The yeah, she didn't think about that. I was. I wasn't jerking off. I'd run it. She's the one I drew my pubes on for. Before I had pubes, I drew pubes on because <laughs> well, because she was going to want to see my penis too, and I was prepubescent, so she had these huge boobs, and I thought, uh, man, she's going to eventually ask to see my stuff, and I don't know if. Like I got to prepare for. I this. gotta get that. So I went in and drew pubes on, but I used a blue marker. Oh my god! And then my mom asked me what was wrong with my underwear because they were filled with blue, sweaty. Would markers you tell her? I don't remember. <laughs> I banged a Smurf, mom. Nah, I don't. I think I just said, "Oh, my pen broke," or something. I'm like, really? In the middle of your? All right. Uh, was it? Was this? So th- was this after the uh, ruler incident in the mouth? Before. Oh, so I was say your dad was probably like, "Oh, great! First yeah. he's sticking stuff down his throat, yeah. now he's sticking in his pee yeah, hole." Blue flying out of him. <laughs> well, and you know, my mom asked, like, why, Dan, why would a boy have blue underpants? Yeah. I don't know. He put, probably put something in there and it leaked all over. Probably thought it was jerking off a pen ink or something. God. But they I, didn't yeah. think very highly of you then. Oh. You gotta... <laughs> why should they? How did it start with the neighbor girl? Did you ask her? Were you Denise? Like, yeah, were you like, I want to see those. She kids. was pretty uh, tomboyish, but she was, a, she was a sixth grade Mexican girl. So she probably had three kids I didn't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh, they were they were big because of the her milk had her come milkers in? were big because she had to feed a family with them <laughs> um but she she was a when she was seventh grade i was sixth grade she was a year older than me but she had that adult body like her boobs yeah. were big and they were nice so she would play football with us her brothers were michael and uh richard and we were all Playing cul-de-sac baseball and cul-de-sac, depending on the season, we'd play in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. They lived on one end, I lived on the other. And so we set the thing up. So she would come out and play football with us. And then all of a sudden, like, something was going on where I would block her and I hit her boob once. And she goes, you can do that anytime. I'm like, really? And she goes, you want to see him? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> and so she yes. would let me slide my hands and feel her boobs all the time under her shirt. In, the, in these bushes, that was gr- you're getting hard. This is no, a couple of just, I'm surprised we're talking about. We were just old. no, we were just talking about how um, uh, this shouldn't have happened to you. This is what I'm saying. We no, talked about how you were a, uh, it you're oh, not it was a, a complete goof. Yeah, well, so like nothing happened. Well, you were getting you were getting to feel her up, and yeah. like it's very weird. I don't know. It was weird. So we're in this bush. That's and I'm so feeling weird. her boobs, <laughs> and then she's like, "Put your mouth on one." I'm like, "What happens?" I assumed. And probably, justifiably, without realizing it bigotedly, she's Mexican. Milk's coming out of there. Leche. <laughs> leche. <laughs> so, You're like, is it already Leche, it's leche. Already yeah, she was definitely lactating for the children. Yeah. But So she wanted me to Jesus. put my mouth on one, and I didn't do it because I was afraid oh, of them. But they were gorgeous. And so I'd do that, and then I'd run into the house and close shop, you know? Yeah. And uh, so we'd play football, and she'd always kind of, like, 
want me to block oh, her so and she was push like... my hands. So I was feeling her boobs all the time. And uh, then uh, the one time in the bushes, I was feeling her boobs. And they were out, so they were exposed, and I'm feeling them, looking at them, like this is amazing. <laughs> and then it's uh, the greatest day of my life. I just life. run out of the bushes, go home, and jerk off. <laughs> but the one time she's like, and I thought for sure she's gonna want to see these. I grabbed a pen, I'll just draw pubes on. So from a distance, it looks like I'm all pubed up. But they were, she wouldn't have noticed the blue or black, but I did. And then I went back outside, felt her boobs some more, and it was hot, summertime. It was Labor Day weekend, oh, if I remember all sweaty. right. And I'm sweating. Oh, I started and running so, down. So all the blue was all over it. I'm like, I can't show this. Oh God. And so I had this I had this thing that I was gonna do. This is all disclosure. I think the statute of limitations is up. I was gonna try to have sex with her. And I didn't really understand it. But my one friend Mark was pretty close to doing it at this point. It was seventh I was in seventh, she was in eighth. And uh, so I was gonna take my thumb and use it as a PP so I couldn't get her pregnant and I hope she wouldn't notice. <laughs> Cause she's no good at it either, right? So were you just going to stick your thumb through the zipper of your jeans? Uh, we're just gonna, dark room is what I was hoping for. And then just kind of place it where my penis goes. And then hope she wasn't ever spending time down there. Who Did someone give you this idea? No, it, all, it just popped up in right the old right here, Jeremy. All natural Jesus. thought. You're like, I know what I'll use my thumb. I know what I'll do. It was all right here. Were you, was, was it Innate thumb? Innate from God. Because of size comparison? Were, were they, yeah, I figured that would be enough. At the time, I thought my thumb, but my, you know, seventh yeah. grade thumb. It's a little bit smaller than your But she didn't up. know. It was her first go, too. How, I don't, it don't seem like well, it. She... That's an assumption. She, well, she would tell me, she's like, I never done this and that. Oh. I'm like, okay. And so once at her house, nobody was home, I was in there. Oh, and her brothers man. were playing ColecoVision or something. <laughs> and I went and just laid on top of her. <laughs> like, she was laughing. And, and I just laid like on top breathing. of her. Like, ah, ah, ah. She goes, John. And I'm like, oh, that's too far. I can't use that thumb trick. Jesus Christ. So I just grade. All the time, seventh grade. And you never sealed a deal with her. Not even close. Do you, do you know I'd be what? a father. That kid would be uh, 40. You might have been. <laughs> <laughs> be like seven years younger than me. You, I don't, yeah, I mean, she might have been pregnant works, enough She could have had babies. What, is she 13? So that yeah, baby, the baby would have been 34. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What, do you know what hap- ever happened to her? Or is she still oh, around? Oh, please. I can assume. Either she's got a massive family or she's, uh, or she's a dirty, dirty hooker. 12 or 13 kids. She's probably got, uh, she's probably the size of a trailer park. And she's got, she probably works at a tortilla factory. Have you seen the Family Guy episode where Brian finds out he has a kid with a girl he hooked up with like way long ago and uh-uh. he goes to meet her and she's like, as she's big a as a house and she's like this piece of garbage hillbilly. And he's just I don't like, think oh, that happened. No. I think she's fine, but she was definitely, uh, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. She was a big girl, but not fat. So I assume that. If she kept herself together, she was shapely. Yeah. But, yeah, I she was something about her. She drove me nuts. Yeah, I think it was that she was showing you Oh, the boobs thing. Yeah, I think it was that. that. I think any it. woman think at that point would have been fine. I mean, it was nutty. Oh. Those were some nice boobs. And Big, you couldn't, couldn't seal the deal, huh? I don't know that I've... Well, I have, but I don't know that I've... Uh, yeah, uh, there's been like maybe two pairs bigger than those seventh grade boobs that I've been with, and I've had some honkers. Wow. So she... Good for her. Good for Johnny, little Johnny. Oh, yeah, those those had to be just massive. Yeah. By the time she hit the end of high school, those things had to be just. Oh, you guys didn't go to the same high school. No. Did you move away or I something? I did. Yeah. Oh. Because I got. Oh, so pregnant. it wasn't here. Yeah, it was in Phoenix, but oh. we lived in Tempe, and then we moved to Mesa. So. Oh, you got her. You moved Tempe. away because you got her pregnant. I got her pregnant and I had to <laughs> oh, run. God. That's what white kids used to do. 
Just well, run. thank you, Johnny. That's it. No, we're done. Oh man, I have so many more stories about Denise. Okay, keep going. No, I'm but done. Those, but those, all those stories are just you. You were solo for those escapades, I'm guessing, right? No, you know, I jerked off to those boobs a lot. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And I think one time I started to do it outside because she was in the window. <laughs> Talk. Oh God! Did Siri, Siri just look up Denise? It, uh, no, it, it was trying to look up something way worse. <laughs> man. Anyway, all right. so are you going to go stay at another uh, no uh, place this weekend and get away from Megan more? Actually, I would love to continue that lifestyle, not because of anything in my life, but the butler and the room service and the zero responsibility. Are you thinking about hiring a butler? I, I am. You're, you're, you've looked it up, haven't I you? I thought about you, but I don't want you around all the time. Well, that's not nice. Well, I mean, that way. <laughs> I'm a you know? pleasant guy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want you around all the time. There's a lot of pleasant people I don't want around all the time. Yeah, that's true. I want somebody who's not going to go, Ugh. every time I go, go get me a drink. I've never done You do that. it here, but if you I, did it all the time. Um, oh, so you're afraid. Yeah, you'll get yeah, yeah we're just we're like, oh, you, now he's up. You get a professional, that's what they've done. Yeah, it has to be somebody whose job is butler, not job is, I got to please John so I can get further on in my career choice. So it needs to be an old British man? I would prefer that. Ian's probably going to be out of a job soon. It's almost the end of the year. Rob Halford was in here the other day. And he's kind of dodering around, you know? Be a great old butler. Can you... <laughs> hmm. Oh, the metal gold. Would you have him still wear, all, like, all yeah. his leather and leather stuff? leather tuxedo with no sleeves. <laughs> Is that all, Mr. Holmberg? He, he's an awesome oh, guy, huh? Gold. And he's he's cool. He's on, in on all the jokes. and Great. He was awesome. It's got to burn those other two across yeah, the hall that he comes and hangs out with classic you. Classic rocker's too happy that Halford's buddies with us. But, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? They get theirs, we get ours. Hey, listen, it's not your fault that you're America's sweetheart, and they're it's, not. It's this cursed charm I keep telling you about. Yeah. I'm it's cr- overcome I, all of your um, outer maladies. <laughs> physical That's how great your ailments? charisma is. It must be amazing. Is that you've overcome this, this visage that you have. Look, I, yeah, aesthetically not pleasing. <laughs> well, thank you, Johnny. Thanks. Get to your texting I now. Text I know you're very busy, man. That'll do it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and downloading the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you download this podcast. And check out all the other podcasts on the podcast page on 98kupd.com. And make sure you listen to Holmberg's Morning Sickness, Monday through Friday, on the Big Red Radio, 98kupd.